2: business owner and corner office CEO. We are the Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Authorities say a collision between an Amtrak train and a vehicle at a railroad crossing in South Carolina has resulted in three deaths. The North Charleston Fire Department said in a statement the vehicle was found heavily damaged when police arrived early today. President Biden's approval rating continues to see a decline. We get a closer look at the numbers in this report from correspondent Bernie Bennett.
4: The Rasmussen Reports daily presidential tracking poll for Friday shows that 42% of likely US voters approve of President Biden's job performance, 57% disapprove. The latest figures include 21% who strongly approve of the job Mr. Biden is doing and 48% who strongly disapprove. That gives him a presidential approval rating of negative 27. At this point in his presidency, President Trump held a 43% approval rating, 1% higher than President Biden. Bernie Bennett reporting.
2: A winning day on Wall Street Friday. The Dow was up about 90 points. This is SRN News.
5: This is an important message. Do you have an IRA, 401k, or retirement account worth more than $100,000? your portfolio may qualify for an IRS tax loophole that allows you to own physical precious metals inside of your retirement account. Want a free report that shows you how? We are WealthProtectionResearch.com and we help investors connect with the top precious metal companies in America to own physical gold and silver inside their retirement account using this little known but very powerful IRS loophole. To claim your free IRS loophole report today, just text the word GOLD to 48542. WealthProtectionResearch.com wants to get this information in your hands now so that you can protect your hard-earned investments. Text GOLD to 48542 to learn more. When you text the word GOLD to 48542, we'll send you a secure link to download our IRS loophole report to show you how to start protecting your wealth with precious metals. Don't wait. Text the word GOLD to 48542 now. Wealth Protection Research. Text GOLD to 48542.
4: We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-860-4610.
6: 800-860-4610. 800-860-4610. That's 800-860-4614.
4: Portions of this program may have been prerecorded.
2: <laughs> Is it his time? Oh, yes! yes!
5: Where's your hand? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan.
7: Welcome
8: back, King Bing, your Show, the Biz fourteen forty. I'm trying to pull. Doggone the uh, Bureau of Econ- Bureau of Economic Analysis timed out my little uh, my little uh, uh, chart just as I was getting ready to uh, uh, put it out to you. I will have to, so I'll have to do it at the next break. But. Uh, as we're going to the break here, I was beginning to talk about where I think the the, the world is right now, uh, and the, and the uniqueness of the shock. Now, this is a worldwide phenomenon. I some a friend of mine who um, is, who is pretty liberal um, sent me this morning's uh, column uh, or yesterday's column uh, from uh, Paul Krugman in the New York Times. I'll tweet it to you. It's a, it's not it's it's not just so that you're you're aware of what the arguments are, um, and it's arguing that it's a supply shock. It's worldwide, and you sense that there's a lot of this that is the that is of the is of the refrain. It's not Joe's fault. Stop picking on Joe. It's not Joe's fault. And it's it's okay, and I'm not here to argue politics. I'm here to discuss the economic explanations people are using to make cases for whether or not this or that has happened, whether or not the economy is recovering, what's policy doing right now. I do not find the current debate in D.C. over infrastructure bills or, or the, BIF and the, the BIF and the BBB. Right, build back better, and and the bipars and infrastructure um, infrastructure plan. I, what's the F supposed to stand for? Um, I like BIF because it also refers to an outdoor toilet. Uh, so, I, I whatever I like. Uh, I, I don't really. I'm not really watching it that carefully. It's a bad bill, uh, particularly build back better. Has some really bad incentives in it, but because the bill seems to change by the week by the by the moment it seems by the hour. This is in. That's in. We're going to do a wealth tax. No, we're going to do a billionaire tax. We're oh, we're going to tax unrealized capital gains. Oh no, we're not doing that. It, it's impossible. It, it's impossible. I will say one one thing I've done for the last two months is I've been attending. Um, a citizen's police academy, try to learn more about how, how law enforcement works here in, uh, in central Minnesota. It's been really interesting. I've learned a ton uh, and so forth. And I remember, and in the middle of it, I, and they're talking about what they were doing when certain things happened in our community and how it was being reported on social media. At the same time, I'm reminded, reminded of my colleague, Mitch Berg, of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, as as we are uh, here on on uh, KBRS, uh, NARN is of course the is is a two station thing, and Mitch, of course, the headliner there he he thinks so at least over doing that little niche podcast uh, broadcast uh, over on uh, AM twelve eighty of the Patriot. Um, but Mitch always says, always said, and said for a long time that when he sees things on the internet come through a new report you wait 24 hours and I've decided that economics is now caught up in that where we're commenting on something in real time and it takes too long I mean I even find myself having to fight myself not wanting to really tweet a lot back out using our hashtag pound KBRS I don't want to tweet a lot out when I'm reading the GDP report because it's like I've had first impressions and gone, oh, that was actually wrong. That was a bad first impression. Uh, or a or first impression that was revised because I saw something new and different that makes me realize that isn't quite right. Um, so I haven't talked about all of this, but you can see folks trying real hard to support the things that are happening and that the, what's happening right now is really bad. So let me give you... Let me. We, we played a little bit of Janet Yellen... Uh, uh, on CNBC yesterday, uh, talking about supply chains. I want to play another cut for you, and I'm actually going to jump on this. Um, jump on this, Sean. Uh, She's talking about the unique nature of this supply shock. And let's play this. Cut number three, please.
9: Well, I I think it's still fair to use it in the sense that um, even if it doesn't mean a month or two, it means a little bit longer than that. Um, I, I think it conveys that the pressures that we're seeing are related to a unique shock to the economy. And as the United States recovers and as vaccination nations proceed globally and the global economic activity revives that pricing pressures will ease monthly inflation rates have already come down considerably from where they were just four or five months ago and that process is also all is continuing
8: i have some sympathy for that but i think she's really trying to say hey look you know well, you'll you'll have to play the uh, Monty Python thing again at the end of this hour, at the end of this segment, too, uh, Sean. So you can get that one back up. Um, she's really trying to to look at the bright side of this. The bright side of this is is that supply shocks tend to diminish over time, but the way they diminish is by expanding production and encouraging additional production. Right. The way you solve the issues with the Ports and the transportation is to get more people to be able to drive a truck, to be able to put things onto trains. To get more stevedores, uh, longshoremen, uh, um, to to work. Real, longshore persons. I don't think we use that term. Um, the the you, you need more you need more more people come out, and we do have a we do have an issue with labor supply. And frankly, a lot of the issue, and, and I, as I was do, I've been doing presentations in person lately, um, a lot of them. I think I've done five in the last four weeks. Um, and this is not the quarterly business report re- review. This was since then, I think I've done five. I just booked a sixth one for a couple of weeks from now for a group of manufacturers. Um, and if you're interested, you can reach me through uh, through dot com. They have a they have an email address that reaches me, and you can reach me there. If you're interested in having me come talk to your group too, uh, happy to happy to do that. Um, happy happy to get out and talk. And it feels now, by the way, like I was doing. I think I counted up forty one presentations in two thousand nine. That's my record. <laughs> it's. Um, I think if I can start, if if, if I don't have to have the natural slam, but I can start the 12-month clock anytime I want, if I start it back from August and go to next August, we're at a pace that feels like that right now. Like I could get to over 30 and maybe to 40 presentations. Uh, Happy to do them. But people are really curious right now, you know, and and it's funny. Recession and recovery is the time when you actually want an economist around. Um and then when things are going well you t- you kind of ignore us and that's fine because we we prefer to play golf all of us no not really Um but the the point here is the the people are asking questions about making the connection well the labor issue is part of the supply issue I think that's absolutely true If you insist that every one of those truck drivers who works for a company that has a federal contract, has to be vaccinated, its I don't care what you think about vaccines. You have to recognize that that's going to reduce your labor supply. Okay? Even if you think everyone should get vaccinated. Okay? And vaccines are perfectly safe. And so forth. And I believe both of those things, in fact. But you have to recognise that not everybody's not everybody's going to decide to take that and actually if you decide to start firing people, you've got less less people working the docks, you've got less people driving the trucks, you've got less people in the warehouses. And your supply issue gets worse. So the supply chain issue is partly that. And I think it's more that, in fact, than the number of hours the port of Long Beach is open. But we but who can say? Um, uh, in the in the Krugman column from yesterday, he downplays that, but he says something that I think is very interesting, and I'm going to read. I'm going to read just a sentence from him. Probably the best parallel for this recession recovery is not with 1974 or 1979, the two OPEC supply shocks that led to stagflation and the fact that we're talking about again, but with the Korean War, when inflation spiked, hitting almost 10% at an annual rate because supply couldn't keep up with surging demand. I'll go on. Actually, I'm going to read the next paragraph of him, too. Is demand really all that high? Real final sales, purchases for consumption or investment, in the United States hit a record high, but are roughly back to the pre-pandemic trend. However, the composition of demand has changed. During the worst of the pandemic, people were unable or unwilling to consume services like restaurant meals, and they compensated by buying more stuff, consumer durables like cars, household appliances, and electronics. At their peak, purchases of durable goods were an astonishing 34% above pre-pandemic levels. They've come down some but are still very high. Something similar seems to have happened around the world. I think that's true. I think Krugman is correct on that. I don't think, I think this looks more like a post-war phenomenon. I don't think it's Korean though as much as I think it's World War II. And I'm going to explain that for you. Right after these messages on the King Bang Show on the Biz fourteen forty.
0: Some things in life are bad, they can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, that grumble give a whistle, and this'll help things turn out for the best.
2: I- Always look on the bright side of life. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at Odyssey.com
6: or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, this is Eric with the Kingdom Builders. During a recent meeting, I was pretty amazed at how everyone got along so well, and we all agreed on just about everything. I think it's because we have strived for years to have everyone doing a job that they enjoy. We think that ends up being a benefit to our customers. When you like what you're doing, you tend to do a better job, as well as have a better attitude. Over the years, I've tried a variety of jobs at the Kingdom Builders. I've tried sales, project managing, installing doors, working in the office but currently i'm installing gutters and loving it it's a pleasure to be able to do my job well and enjoy doing it so if you need a roof or gutters give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.com that's thekingdombuilders.com
2: iBelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more. At iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com.
7: Many people are searching for the right 401k decisions within these crazy markets. Are you looking for a local community of investors with the right skills that could help build confidence? Make better financial decisions right here in the Twin Cities. Because you are the best steward of your own money. Call OTA today to learn more in our free introductory investing class, either in-center or virtually at 952-814-4410, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com.
8: Welcome back, King Daniels Show, the biz fourteen forty. It's not often I get to get to uh tweet with some uh, approval a uh, Paul Krugman column. I don't disagree with all of it, I disagree with some of it. And I do just and and Don asks us on Twitter using the hashtag pound #KBRS as everybody should. As everybody should. Says says, "Look, Janet Yellen's inflation statement demonstrates she obviously she speaks political science not economics." Uh, Don, let me remind you, she is the Secretary of the Treasury, and she works at the pleasure of the President. Um, you are, okay, if you're on the Council of Economic Advisors, you have a different role. But if you choose to be the Secretary of the Treasury, you choose to step to that role, your job is to support the President, and whatever whatever it is the President says is good. And you can't, you just can't stop that. I still think Janet Yellen's a fine economist, but she's currently in a job where she doesn't get to speak her economic mind as much as even when she did when she was at the Fed, uh, let alone as chair. And she spoke her mind. I think uh, 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 the the uh, I think that's been I think I think people are are forgetting and it 's one of the issues i 've always had with with becoming an advisor to somebody 's campaign or to an administration of some kind. Do I want to make the choice to have to tailor my remarks to the the wishes of the people who I work for? I mean I do that now i mean i i have i I have analyses of of the uh, of the issues in higher education that I might be willing to write if I was a professor, but as I'm a dean and an officer of the university, I don't write them because I have to defer I have to defer those opinions to to those of my of the people that signed my paycheck. Because that because that's the, the role I carry right now. Um so I wanted to I I wanted to make that point to you that want that, that point to you, Don, that, that I think she's a fine economist But when she's speaking on CNBC as the secretary, as the treasury secretary, she's not speaking as an economist. She's speaking in a different way. Now, one person who doesn't have that that issue is uh, Bill Johnson. He was on uh, Cavuto show on on Fox Business uh, yesterday. He's the former CEO of Heinz. And and um, I would I would point out to you, uh, I would point out to you that that I like the Cavuto show. I used to like the Cavuto show a lot more. I don't watch it as much as I used to, but I saw this clip and I've heard this Johnson, this bill Johnson a few times before and thought he seems a pretty sharp guy. And I, I really did agree with this, but let me, let me t- show you what he's saying. So we've heard from yelling about supply chains. Let's go ahead and play, play this. This is cut. Oh, okay, this is cut number five, please. Sean.
1: There are a lot of price increases still to come, you Neil, know, particularly in the CP, in the consumer products area. I'm chairman of a of a food company. We just took public in the last couple of weeks, just completed two days of board meetings, and literally the topic du jour for each day was inflation. You've got supply chain issues; they're not going away, no matter what anyone's telling you. You've got significant labor issues, and The fact that the labor participation rate has declined at a level it has and we're still having labor issues and people are having to pay up for labor and energy prices, by the way, are up and we're going to have to import more oil to boot. None of this is going to go away short term. And it just astounds me. I listen to economists. I now have a lot more faith in weather people than I do in economists.
8: Well, we deserve it. We do. By the way, uh, Sean, mark that last little bit. I now have more faith in Weatherman than economists. That needs to be in the show open. Will Uh, do. uh, Yeah, that's. don't don't you think that's a keeper?
2: Oh, yeah. When I first heard it, I thought the same.
8: Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. Um, So I think there's a lot of inflation out there. And and, and, and I think there's inflation out there. I think that inflation is inspired by supply-side issues. But it's fair to point out that they're also supported by the fact that the Federal Reserve is – Extraordinarily loose with money and needs to tighten. We saw a couple reports this week. Um, let, me, let me find it here. Um, we saw a couple of reports this week that, uh, that the markets were now beginning to price in inflation more than what we've heard from the Federal Reserve so far. Okay? So the Fed is is still in is still scheduled to meet next week. And when it meets, it's going to tell us that it's going to probably, we think, tell us what their plan is for um, uh, fighting that inflation. What you're hearing from the Yellen, Krugman folks and and supporters of this administration is, "Eh, it's happening everywhere and it's beyond our control. It'll go away at some point it can't as long as you keep inserting as much money into the economy as you are um johnson goes on this is again from the cavuto show yesterday cut number six please sean
1: for the first time in probably three or four decades the consumer industry has price leverage we haven't had it in a long time. Price increases were, were like pulling teeth in terms of getting the pass through retailers. Right. But the retailers right. are feeling the pain and the angst we are as well. So getting price increases through so far has been pretty good. Secondly, I think consumers up to a point, and particularly in the ho- during the holidays, will spend the increment that's required to necessarily buy the products they're interested in. That will end. Private label will come back. Private branding will come back in a bigger way. The retailers are going to get tired of accepting price increases because fundamentally they take the brunt of the consumer accusations about pricing up. And so I I think this will last for a while and I think the industry itself will be able to pass some of this on. But if you look at most of the reports, while revenue is still pretty good, margins are contracting and ultimately those margins contracting means other things are going to have to contract as well, whether it's the workforce, whether it's supply, whether it's number of SKUs on the shelf.
8: Those all, that's the point. And and yes, you can call that transitory as Yellen did. Say it's going to go away sometime. Yes, it will. But the thing that is giving the, just, uh, Sean, restart that clip. I'm going to make you stop it after about five to 10 seconds. I'll call the shot. Go ahead, please.
1: For the first time in probably three or four decades, the consumer industry has price leverage. We haven't had. It
8: in a- why? And he says you haven't had it in a long time. Why does he have? Why does the consumer industry have price leverage? Because we have issued money to households at a tremendous rate. If you look at the growth of bank deposits, okay? Uh, um, uh, Scott Grannis, at Calafia Beach, pundit, has this nice graph showing the gap between where M2 minus currency is now. So that's checking deposits for businesses, that's checking in savings deposits for individuals. Almost immediately convertible into currency. In the case of some of the time deposits, it possibly could take you a day. But for the most part, immediately convertible into currency. If you take those data uh, and look at where that growth rate was since 2000, it was a pretty steady growth of, of m2 minus currency at 7%. a lot of the fluctuation in m2 money supply over the last decade and a half has actually been from the increased demand for currency, which i believe is a function of the development of other countries and the fact that households in many other countries would rather hold dollars than put any, put anything in a bank. they would rather have they rather have us dollars in the mattress. And some of it goes to internet uh, to illegal transactions too not not denying that, but I think the demand for dollars is largely a function of the growth of the world economy um, because it 's a savings vehicle uh, for them so if you look at that number, it grew at a very very steady rate, and it made me it gave me pause when people would say oh inflation there 's going to be a lot of inflation i 'd look at that number and say. In terms of the ability of people to produce inflation, that gap is not that large. Paul Casriel makes this point as well. Um, and, And what happened, though, is we've now opened up a gap in terms of bank deposits from that trend line. That's about $4 trillion. Yes, in the GDP report, the savings rate declined back to the rate that that we had pre-pandemic. But that's a flow number. There's still a stock of savings out there that is approximately $2 trillion in household bank accounts that is waiting for something to do. So when the store says, you know, uh, uh, whatever the toy of 2021 is going to be that your child w- is screaming for is going to be $5 more and take you an extra week to get because... Because we need to ship it by air because we can't get anything through the port of Los Angeles, you're like, Ugh, okay. I just need the toy because I don't want my kids screaming at me anymore. And you are going to pay up? You you know, cost a little bit extra for my cost a little bit extra for my peanut butter for my for my pita bread for whatever. Yeah, okay. But I got a nice I got i I I've got more money in the bank right now. I'm not even talking about your wages, which are growing too. But you see that and you say to yourself, hey, I think inflation's I think inflation's really out there. And this is where I get back to the point that that Krugman was making and the point I want to make, which is after every major shift in the composition of supply that happens after every war, you get a period where prices rise. It's natural, and I'm going to say one more controversial thing. It's good. You want those prices to rise because that's what encourages additional production. I'll explain right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440.
11: Hollywood personalities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact IneedMoreHair.com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at IneedMoreHair.com co.
4: Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage NMLS ID 128231 Equal Housing Lender Non-licensed in all states including New York Offer based in loans over $250,000 Call 855-657-9910 for licensing
7: terms and restrictions What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a cash out refi with an interest rate and APR in the twos? At Cash Call Mortgage our customers are getting the cash they need from their home's equity and getting a low interest rate and APR in the twos Imagine refinancing your mortgage to a rate and APR in the twos and taking cash out for the things in life you you need. At Cash Call Mortgage, we'll even pay the title, escrow and appraisal fees. Home values have soared and interest rates are at all-time lows. But the clock is ticking on how long these rates and APRs will stay this low. Imagine a mortgage rate in the twos and some extra cash in your pocket. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to cashcallmortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. Eight
11: hundred nine three one sixty six fifty one. I took a black cat, a cave cat, and threw them in a pot, 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 pot. I took a blue snake, a green snake, and tied them in a knot, knot, knot,
5: knot, knot, knot. I took a hawk, jaw, a dog's ball Welcome and back, King Daniel Show.
8: The line, Biz fourteen forty. I
5: took a horse hair, a green hair, and made a crazy sign, 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 sign. All
8: right, sign, let's uh. I just posted for you uh, a um, a tweet uh, of uh, on, on using the hashtag poundkbrs about the CME Fed Watch tool, and and so I got caught by a little bit by surprise. I want you to hear a few. Just take a look at it. I want you to listen first to a few facts. Um, and, and 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 so let me talk about this. If you look at the short end of the curve for many countries, and this is supportive of Krugman, right? Because what I'm describing is a, is a worldwide phenomenon, not a U.S. phenomenon. So I don't I don't need any references to Brandon today to make this point. Um, if you look at the United States, the yield on a two-year bond has gone up in just the month of October by 25 basis points, from 0.28 percent to 0.53 percent. In Australia, it's remarkable. Two. In, at the beginning of october the yield on a 2 year bond in australia was 0.04%. That's wild. It's amazing. It's now at 0.775%. So that's an increase of almost 3 quarters of a percent, three times the three times the rate of increase that you saw here in the states. Canadian 2 year yields at 1.02 versus 0.50, UK 2 year yields from 0.41 to 0.68. And It was 0.2 in September 1st. This is all from uh, Peter Bookvar's, uh weekly summary. Um, I will tell you those are fast increases. You typically don't see that. There is a repricing of expectations regarding inflation happening right now. If you look at and I, I tweeted as well to you using the hashtag poundkbrs, uh, you'll see a you'll see a, a, a link to. What's called the CME FedWatch tool. I want you to look first at the at, at the November three one. Okay? November three you see there is zero expectation of a change from the current target rate. And if you look across at the FedWatch tool, right? And so this is just on the trading of Fed Funds futures on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. You can interpret those trades to tell you what the probability is that the market thinks of a change in the interest rate, a change in the Fed funds rate from Federal Reserve meetings. And so as you go across, each different contract is based on a meeting date. So if you go to the December one, the probability of a rate increase in December is only 4.3%. As you go out, I'm going to take you out to, to May, And I want you to take a look at that one. The probability that the rate stays the same as it is today at that 0 to 0.25% is 63.8%. Crawl out one more meeting to to the June 15th meeting. And now the probability of no rate change is down to 34.4%. In other words, it's 2 to 1 in favor of a rate change by June. And if you just slide out a little bit further, go out to December, okay? The biggest the the, the modal probability there is is basically a rate of between 0.5 and 0.75 percent. In other words, two rate increases likely to happen by December of next year. The Fed, in its last its last statement of economic projections only has one rate increase in there. The market's saying the Fed's behind the curve. And all because we have these changes in prices that have been, I think, have been taking people by surprise. So we'll hear the Fed talk this week, and I think the Fed's talk is going to have to be around the pace it is not going to be limited to just talking about taper. I'm sure Chair Powell is going to want to say, "Well, I think you know, is we're going to want to say we're going to finish tapering before we start talking about rate increases." But the market's ahead of them. The market's already saying we're seven months out from getting a rate increase. And you have to be you have to be a, a reporter who is either who's either ignorant or with an agenda not to, not to ask the question. Well, take a look at what the market's saying. How, they say, June, what is your response to the market anticipation? Um, and I don't think he's going to want to say, well, the market's out ahead of us, although that's, that's probably what he's thinking in his head. Now, if you go to look at what happened back in, um, back at the end of World War II, and I'm just going to remind you of these data one more time. At the end of World War II, government spending on goods and services fell, fell at a rate or contributed a 5.8 percent decline to GDP. Only part of it, consumption rose. Consumption contributed a, a, an increase of three percent because by August demobilization is in full effect all these soldiers are returning from the war and they're buying things they actually get a bonus payment a a, a a a a mustering out pay uh to to go to uh get them get them through the next few months while they get ready to go find jobs and probably engage in family formation as well in 1946 that level of consumption accelerates dramatically and goods prices rise, goods prices rise by this tremendous percent, right? Six, goods consumption contributes 5.3% to GDP growth, but the size of the public sector decreased by about a third in this time and not all of that could, could be converted to peacetime production very rapidly. So what happened what happened at that at that same time uh um, let me let me pull up that information for you and I have to go and and change the chart for a second uh and I is uh, let me so just I I should have created two different two different pieces here let me refresh the table um if I look at the inflation rate the inflation rate on GDP accelerates by about 11 to 12% between 1945 and 1946 but then decelerates in 1947. I think World War II is a better analogy than Korea. I have my reasons, but mostly it's because I think I think Krugman focuses on Korea because a lot of economists are not comfortable going back before 1947. Because the data are only annual, and there's some questions about how good the data are that right then. But if you look at what's happening with, with, the, with price indexes for goods, goods price inflation went up dramatically at that time, particularly in 1947. Prices had to rise by a lot. Um, a guy that picked up on this, and I talked about him back at the top of the show about an hour and 40 minutes ago, was a guy named Ron Insana. He's a CNBC contributor. Um, But I talked about the fact that as a young man, he broadcasted on a UHF station in Los Angeles that did financial news when you pretty much didn't have anybody outside of New York City doing that. Here it was in Los Angeles. And I happened to be in graduate school at the time in Claremont and was able to watch this channel. So I got to see a lot of young Ron Insana. Now I see old Ron Insana on... uh, on CNBC, and he makes pretty much this very same point. Play cut number four for me, please. No.
1: I've, I've kind of switched my view on this whole inflation question altogether, um, and I wrote about it last week. That we're in a post-war environment. If you look at what happened in, in each of the uh, in, uh, environments after uh, several of the wars that we fought, inflation jumped, demand jumped, supply was in short supply because productive capacity was limited, resources were redirected during the war crisis, or in this case. The pandemic crisis took a couple of years to work off. Um, you know, inflation in 1947 was 20. So, so people don't talk about this. I think in the proper context, and I think that you know some of the typical um, policy remedies for what we're going through right now may not
8: apply. The reason for that is our policy remedies are all demand side things. The Fed in essence Casriel's point and I, you can find it in my twitter feed i'm not going to retweet it cuz it'll take me too much time to find it uh, but paul casriel's point is basically you had the government create create money through checks which were financed through debt that the fed bought and then use that use that debt as an asset and on the on the liability side creates deposits for the banks who are then able to have these deposits on have deposits on their books and that's where the 4.4 trillion dollars comes from it is almost literally helicopter money and just to be just to be clear in case there's a fairly new listener or someone that's never heard that term before helicopter money is a reference uh, to uh to a model a a a a, a story that that Milton Friedman would tell about imagining what would happen in a world where overnight a helicopter came and dropped, dropped uh, currency on your lawn and you went outside and picked it up. There's no more goods in the market but you have all this extra money. What has to happen is prices have to rise. Um, so there's that helicopter money out there that helps support it but I don't think that's the most important thing. In the process of making these adjustments We have discovered people changing the pattern by which they trade. This, I mean, the changes in the semiconductor market, I'm looking for someone to come on who has expertise in semiconductor production um, because I would really like to have a chat about that. Um, Okay, the changes in the semiconductor business, just to name one area, where there was a bad calculation error made by producers in March and April of 2020 that there would not be high demand for things that required semiconductors particularly not for cars people weren't going to go out and buy cars and so forth okay in retrospect we're all look at that like oh stupid of course people went out and bought cars we didn't think so in april and may and so all of a sudden we're all short we're all short if you want people to produce more semiconductors and you want people to produce more cars and if you want people to produce more electrical equipment and computer equipment and so forth The only way you get producers to make more stuff is pay them more. Help them pay to find more workers. Help them find to build new semiconductor plants, which take a long time to build. Pay them. You have to have these price rises. This is why I say the inflation isn't a flaw, it's a feature. You cannot get the transition of the economy from 20 from 2019 to 2022 without a rise in prices moreover you cannot imagine that the world you're going to be in in 22 or 23 will just be a continuation of 2019 we've been kicked off that path and we shall not return to it and in the process of rebuilding the economy the relative prices of goods has to change and when you have inflation happening in some ways, that inf- that inflation allows the changes in those prices to happen faster, and you see this time and time and time again in post-war economies. That's what that's what the COVID recovery is like. It's like coming out of World War One or World War Two, and and I'm willing to listen to Krugman about Korea. That I think that's half right. It's not as right as World War Two, but I think it's half right. So to the extent that we clamp down and just don't let any of that inflation happen, the transition to the post-COVID economy, I think, ends up being harder, not easier. Okay, and you can say, well, we could do that if we could just deregulate. Friends, deregulation isn't going to happen anytime soon. And I don't think it's happening after 2024, even if, even if you see a change in party, in In the White House in, 20, in in 2024, I don't think that's going to happen. We saw the changes in regulation that happened in' 17, 18 and 19, and they were significant, but they didn't change the economy nearly as much as what needs to happen now. I don't think that's those changes happen, and those changes happen relatively slowly. We'll be back right after this. you're listening to the King Bangs Show on the biz, 1440. The Biz
0: 1440,
12: KYCR Golden Valley. Unless you've visited our studios, you probably haven't seen how clean they are but I assure you, you can hear it. Hey, I'm Trevor K. checking in on behalf of Forever Cleaning. Tasha and the team at Forever Cleaning are a big part of why we sound so fantastic on air. I mean, have you ever heard a dusty mic? Not here you haven't. It sounds something like this. No good, right? But Forever Cleaning's attention to detail goes beyond the studios and this microphone. Our break room is clean and inviting, the office areas are orderly and organized, and the bathrooms are always spotless. If you need Forever Cleaning's expert care in your office or store, or you just want to make certain your mic sounds as good as mine, well then reach out to Tasha and her expert team today at forevercleaning.com. That's forevercleaning.com to schedule your free walkthrough and quote. Forevercleaning.com, that's the number 4-E-V-R-cleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned
9: don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines turn to a leading source of conservative news townhall.com political cartoons thoughtful commentary and an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines townhall.com a division of salem media group are you
12: the principal or leader of a christian or catholic school would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
5: Why are cash out
10: refinances such a big deal right now? Uncle Ryan tries to teach me something.
12: I really
4: feel like right now might be a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I've been doing this for 18 years now, and I've just never seen a market where the rates are so low and values across the country have skyrocketed as much as they have. That combination, um, I remember one couple in particular, they were looking to do some home improvements at the house, but they were worried about their payments going up. Well, with rates being so low and them building up so much equity in the home over the last few years, we were able to get them to cash out for those home improvements and their payments actually went down a little bit every single situation is different, but it does happen more often than you think. So it definitely does not hurt to call.
7: We
0: are United, United Faith Mortgage.
4: United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25, Middle Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist or Corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia,
6: Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah.
2: Sightseeing in Ferris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz Fourteen Forty at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
8: Welcome back, King Daniel's show, The Biz Fourteen Forty. just because I haven't really gotten to talk about it yet. Let me just briefly pause on uh, a couple other pieces of information that are out that came this week that we probably should take a moment to talk about. I mentioned personal income and outlays and in, in passing because the savings rate is back down to where it was pre-pandemic, but there's still a pile of money out there uh, personal income did fall. Disposable personal income in mean, real terms fell 1.6% in the month. That was almost entirely explained by the end of the unemployment insurance payments. You're going to get the the test here in this in the October unemployment date. That's why I want to do – I'm going to try to come in and record an hour. I'm not available. I'm in a meeting all day Saturday, and I can't be on the mic live, but I'm going to try to record an hour to tell you what happened in the jobs report we'll just see how that works um, and and anyway, if it, it posted I think I tweeted this to you in terms of uh, at calculated risk we see elevated payments in terms of transfer payments that are going into personal income but in the so if I go back to January and February of 2020 that comes out to about 527 dollars 527 billion dollars but if I go to September it's eight it's nine hundred and ninety two billion dollars almost a trillion dollars, but only ninety eight billion of it only ninety eight billion of it so it's almost doubled only ninety eight billion of it now is unemployment insurance, and I expect that number to be even lower uh by another half from that ninety eight billion i should be it should be less than fifty billion when we get the october numbers okay so so there are still money out there. There's still plenty of money coming in through transfer payments, and I think a lot of that is those prebates of the child tax credit stuff. I think that has elevated the amount of money that's coming in there in terms of personal income. But those data are still are still uh, 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 not fully there. The other thing to talk about briefly before uh, before I have to go is the fact that uh, we saw GDP, um, we saw, excuse me, the uh, empl- saw All kinds of manufacturing numbers roaring back. Uh, I thought the the durable goods numbers were positive, uh, not negative. They're they're increasing in nominal numbers. They're declining in real terms because we're seeing huge price increases. But the other one to point out, the employment cost index for quarter three was up 1.3% quarter over quarter. There can be no talk about you know easy comparables, okay? Yeah, that number is going to decline over time. No, employment costs went up 1.3 percent, 1.6 percent for wages, and over the and over the last year, wages and salaries up 4.6 percent. Those are 10 year hot. Now the 4.6 percent is a 10 year high, but that 1.4 percent quarter over quarter number is the highest we've seen in 20 years. The, I'll repeat. It's the highest we've seen in 20 years. Basically basically the last time we saw that was from the from the moment right after 9/11. Right? So that's a huge increase that's happened there. I could I I didn't talk about all of the data that came in this week. There was a bunch of data that's there and 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 my my basic argument is you will see increasing you will see increasing GDP in the fourth quarter versus the third quarter based on where I'm thinking right now. I think you get a fourth quarter number that looks more like four to four and a half percent. And that would be now five quarters in a row where we've had real GDP running at that rate, it also means we're gonna have a lot more we're gonna have a lot more inflation, I think. And I do think the Fed's gonna to have to speed stuff up. Uh, It'll be interesting to hear the talk this week. We'll be back with more of that. By the way, enjoy yourself a happy Halloween. Sean, thanks for your work as well. And uh, we'll talk to you next week here on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Salmon
2: fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440
4: at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
9: Got inflation? Not at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Every day your dollar will buy 40 to 70% more at PJ's Appliance. Hi, this is PJ. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores. How? By simply providing over the top customer service and great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's Appliance Outlet has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand-new scratch-and-dent appliances. You'll save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on brand-new name-brand refrigerators, ovens, washers, and dryers, and dishwashers from trusted brands like LG, Electrolux, Whirlpool, Frigidaire, and many more. We're also the exclusive dealer for the Ilve handmade Italian stoves that you see on the DIY TV shows. Don't pay inflated prices for name brand appliances. Take the short drive to save big, big dollars at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Visit our easy to get to Plymouth showroom today or find us online at PJsApplianceOutlet.com. That's PJsApplianceOutlet.com, where every deal is a steal.
2: The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals. Delivering food, supplies, and medicine keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com.
9: Sponsored by
4: the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association at this station.
6: Hi everyone, this is Mary Carey from America's number one travel radio show inviting you to join Robert and me and Rudy each Sunday as we cover the ever-evolving world of travel and explore the world together on RM World Travel.
2: Tune in this Your exclusive